Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi there, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Whole Home Show. I'm Tony Joe, your host here every week, here to talk about all things real estate. We get lots of great tips, education, and updates from our guests on everything that is home-related, whether you are in the real estate market or if you're looking for ideas about what to do around the house, seasonal stuff, decorating stuff, whatever. This is a great place for you to be for the next hour. Our show comes to you with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, Carrie Augustini and J.P. Sellis from, uh, they are insurance guys at Westland Insurance, operating as Island Savings Insurance, the Sitco Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Shoreline Inspections with Reese Jacob and Monica Gass. If you need help or direction in anything you're doing regarding real estate here in Victoria, give any of our Whole Home Show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. And I can help you as well, too. I've been selling real estate here for 29 years. I am a Victorian, born and raised. I've never left here. I love being here. I love our community. I love everything about Victoria. And I've helped a whole bunch of other people move here, relocate to Victoria, uh, and buy and sell their homes. I could help you as well, too. You can find my contact information and the rest of the whole Home Show team members on our page on the CFAX 1070 website. Look under Shows. There you'll find us, the whole Home Show, with me, Tony Joe, or visit my business page is the Prime Real Estate Team, primeteam.ca. Over the news recently, we've been hearing a lot about massive increases in the cost of condominium insurance. Uh, even heard a story about a development in Vancouver whose insurance went up 700%. Why are rates skyrocketing and what can condo owners expect in the coming days? Of course, we have our team from Westland Insurance over at Island Savings. JP is going to be on the line. He's going to be talking about why that is and what you can expect as a condo owner. Plus, we'll be talking more condo stuff with show partner Monica Gass from Shoreline Inspections, who's in our studio with me today. We always start with our weekly listener question, and if you've got a question or a great story to tell us about real estate, call us. Our number is 250-414-6540. That's 250-414-6540. Or again, go to cfax1070.com, and we'll discuss it on the air. But since we're talking about condos this week, I want to bring up uh, an email that I received some time ago, but I just haven't had a chance to get to it. Uh, and now's the right time because we're talking condos after all. Uh, we have specialists to talk about this stuff. Uh, and the message that I got was from Betty. Betty wondered about sound deadening between units. And she was concerned because she is a light sleeper. Well, this is, of course, one of the big questions that comes up from people who are moving from a house. It's a completely different lifestyle. It's a completely different way of living. If you've been on your own in a detached home where you don't have neighbors around you, uh, you know, you're typically not that worried about making noise or you're not worried at all about anything outside making noise. There's nobody walking around above you in a unit above uh, wearing high heels or uh, really heavy, heavy feet. Uh, so it's a big change for people when they're moving to a condo. Now, 
there it, there have been changes, and actually Monica's in the studio here. Uh, right, hey Monica. Hey, how you doing? Good. Um, there have been changes in construction methods over the years, and uh, of course, a, a building built in the 1960s or 1970s is very different from a sound deadening perspective for one that is built today or even uh, in the 90s. Uh, so. Uh, he, the bottom line is this. I mean, if you're looking at a resale condo that is older, and one of the reasons why somebody would be looking is because they're typically more affordable. You're paying a lot more money nowadays, especially for steel and concrete, all the latest features that you get in condos. But you look in great neighborhoods like Fairfield, Fernwood, James Bay. There's a lot of older buildings there, condos that have been around for a long time. They, uh, the technology has changed over the years. So, uh, first of all, Monica, of course, uh, concrete skim coat on uh, wood frame. But most of the buildings that we had in Victoria up until you know the sort of nineties were wood frame, right? Yep, yep. So they're basically built not much different from a house, just a big house. Yeah, so you can hear a lot of things moving in between. They weren't really thinking about soundproofing at that time. Mm -hmm. um, all I can say is now when we go into those new buildings, the soundproofing is so good. Just It just feels a lot more solid when we're looking at everything. Yeah. Um, you know, creaks and moans, and you can hear people walking around upstairs. And sometimes you can find that even in the minutes when I look at depreciation reports. Of course. People will, you know, have They're angry about their neighbors. Yeah, huh? essentially they're angry about their neighbors and they're, you know, noisy and all this stuff. So you can definitely look in the minutes and find, you know, evidence of that if you're concerned. <laughs> Well, of course, the biggest thing is the sound between floors. Now, that's the reason why top floor units are always commanding a premium, because when you don't have a neighbor above you, you're not going to have noise issues above you, right? It's also uh, another reason why uh, the ground floor units or units that are, for instance, beside the entry where the interphone is, you know, where the door is going to be banging and opening and closing a lot, um, you know, those are things that might have an impact on pricing. You might be able to get the unit for cheaper, but you got to know that you're going to have uh, some noise. Uh, getting back to the, the age of buildings, uh, you know, I mentioned concrete skim coat. So they build these wood frame buildings, and uh, they pour an inch and a half of concrete on the floors uh, for, st for structural integrity, but also for sound deadening. This is the reason why uh, you'll find um, the, the sound deadening in newer, newer buildings. So 1990s. 2000 uh, and whatnot is better. Plus, we're seeing nowadays a lot more hard surfaces. So we see people retrofitting from what were carpeted floors to now, of course, engineered flooring. Uh, stratas do often have bylaws that state that you need to have sound deadening insulation um, between the hard surface and the and the floor. Uh, but even at that, you know, it's it's not perfect. I mean, it, it, if, if you've got a thick carpet, it will be best. If you have hard surfaces, uh, there are even buildings that have bylaws or rules that state that you have to have area rugs, right? The biggest thing is owners need to be conscious of the fact that they are living within close confines of each other, and they have to be really respectful about noise. Uh, and that that's the reason why, you know, um, there are restrictions in stratas that uh, uh, have sound, um, you know, they want peace and quiet after 10 p.m. or up until 7 a.m. That's another common one that we see mm -hmm. in buildings, right? Um, so <laughs> something to consider. And, uh, you know, Betty, uh, again, it really depends on the age of the building. Um, 
in your sensitivity, we've heard everything. We've heard people say that they can hear bathroom, you know, toilets flushing next door, uh, even people speaking next door. Uh, if it's really a concern to you, you might want to consider doing a couple things. So the, the first thing, we, we've told buyers quite often, if you're interested in this unit, let's go upstairs or next door, knock on the, uh, um, uh, the door of the, the owners. Of course, we seek permission uh, first uh, from the seller and likely the, uh, the listing agent. Knock on the doors and have a conversation and say, hey, you know, um, what's soundproofing like? You know, have you had any issues? Uh, I've had actually people uh, ask the neighbor above to flush the toilet or to even walk around. You know, in some of these newer buildings, of course, where there's nobody upstairs, uh, people often do the test where, you know, one of the buyers would, would be in the unit and they'll get their partner to go upstairs and walk around or run around or, or all that. Uh, you got to be comfortable with your purchase. Um, but I, I guess the underlying message I'm trying to say here is y- you just got to know it's a big change going from a house to living with neighbors beside you, above you, below you. Uh, and that's the reason why it's the good neighbor rule is always a good thing. Just be very conscious about about sound. Sound right, Monica? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and if you're looking, you know, for something like maybe you don't want to be around a lot of children, I think there are there are places where that maybe you don't want to be in a place, age restricted age no. restrictions, and ma- there's places where you maybe don't want any rentals or something like that. Uh, So you want the people that live or own the place to live in the place. And those people are probably going to be a little bit of a better neighbor just because they kind of have a stake in the, in the game. Well, and I guess, you know, the, the important point that you're bringing up too is uh, read the bylaws, read the bylaws, know, you know, know what their restrictions are and what you're, what you're getting into. Yeah. I mean, doing your own due diligence is always going to be, be helpful. A lot of professionals are going to try and help you to, you know, find the information that you need to make your decisions, but you always have to take care of yourself. Reading your own information is a good way to start. And then getting professionals opinions on that information is just going to get you the best result for well, making decisions. Speaking of which, cause we're talking condos today, we're going to have professional opinion from JP at Westland insurance talking about insurance and it's the condo episode, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we'll, we'll come back and we'll have Monica gas uh, who's in the studio. Talk a little more about condos, but we need to take a break and we'll come back. Uh, we'll be talking about condo insurance. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi there, everyone. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. We're going to have a conversation about condos today, and in the news, people have been talking about the fact that insurance rates for condominiums are going up. Uh, what's going on? And we're not talking just a little bit. We've heard a lot, and we'd like to get word on the street from the people who specialize in insurance. And, of course, our show sponsor is Westland Insurance, uh, operating as Island Savings Insurance with a number of branches here in town. And on the phone right now, I have advisor JP. JP, how are you? Hi, Tony. How are you? Great, great, great. JP couldn't make it into the studio today. You've been on the show many times before. Um, You're a busy guy. Uh, Great seeing you at the Jubilee branch all the time. Hey, by the way, listeners, if you're driving around, you're at uh, Jubilee at Fort and Fowl Bay there, uh, and you're going to Starbucks, for instance, just pop your head in and say hi to JP. you got the glass window there. It's kind of like being in a fishbowl, eh? It is. It's kind of like a fishbowl, but it works out great. Everyone can see us. Very visible. (laughs) Nice, nice. Uh, Okay. JP, what is going on with condo insurance? Uh, we've heard stories of increases of 10%, 100%, 300%. How about this one that went up 700%? 
So there's a couple things going on with there where, you know, every strata is going to have its own issues, its own history. Um, I don't think it's a, a, a huge um, thing to think that your policy is automatically going up 300%, 700%. There are a lot of different factors that go into the, the increase of a strata policy, um, claims history, um, updates that haven't been completed. Um, there are a number of factors that can affect uh, a strata premium. I just don't want everyone to think that, oh, no, my strata is going up automatically 700%. Okay, so so basically what you're, what you're saying is the stories about these massive uh, increases, it really is dependent on the building and maybe whether or not the building has been keeping up to date with their maintenance and stuff like that. Could that be the case? Absolutely. That definitely can play a role. Uh, you know, any roofing issues, plumbing issues, the, the frequency of claims is also a factor, too. Oh. Uh, if you've got a building that's got, you know, two or three significant water damage claims over the last few years, that can definitely impact the rate of insurance. I mean, when you look at a condo, the biggest issue with a condo is typically when one unit has a loss, it's typically not just that one unit that the insurance company is It's not isolated out. just to that unit. It could affect two or three units below, two or three units beside, a unit above. It can turn into pretty significant uh, a payout of a claim uh-huh. in a condo strata building. Well, uh, I have an example. Um, I should have not talked to my client for a bit, and as a reminder, I should give her a call. She moved into a condo, and she was away once, and there was a, le- a slowish leak in her kitchen sink. And because she was gone for, I think it was three or four months, didn't realize the damage. And then it went down, I think, five floors. So the five floors wow. below her were all affected uh, by water uh, water problems. So this is what you're saying. I mean, it, it's not just isolated to that one particular unit, right? Absolutely. It can affect multiple units, which then, you know, increases the loss for the insurance company. Mm-hmm. So now uh, I get what you're saying. It, it depends on the building itself, but... In general, can people expect their condo insurance uh, policies to go up? Unfortunately, yes. There will be increases to most strata policies. It's been a tough few years for the insurance companies. We've seen, you know, shared losses of natural disasters that affected these, you know, these insurance companies from forest fires to floods to hurricanes. Unfortunately, that all hurts the insurance market, Um, you know losses that all these condos are having over the last several years hurts the insurance market. So we are seeing definitely an increase. I wouldn't say that 300% is the norm. I wouldn't even say 100% is the norm, but there there is going to be an increase on most strata policies. And, you know, depending on, on the losses that you've had, you know, that could affect it. And, you know, there's ways to help, you know, mitigate some of these risks going forward. Okay, let's get to those in a moment here, but you also just brought up something I think is really important to know. These insurance companies are generally national companies. It's not like they are just located in Greater Victoria. So I guess that um, we can get affected by um, uh, things that happen across the country in completely different areas, right? It can happen, yeah, anything that happens actually across the globe you know, basically oh. can affect the, all these insurance companies. Yeah. So if there's a hurricane, I mean, we don't get hurricanes and stuff here, or, or you know, <laughs> we get it. We get massive snowstorm once every 20 years, right? Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, we don't get tornadoes. We don't get all that stuff. But, of course, the insurance company uh, has to adjust for these things based on what they're dealing with globally. 
Absolutely. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Um, now, things that a strata can do to mitigate their costs, their insurance costs. One of the things I would look at is ensuring that hot water tanks are replaced before the expiry date. Mm-hmm. Uh, building maintenance, so you're looking at your roof, uh, replacing the roof, you know, when you need to, uh, cleaning of the gutters, replacement if necessary. Uh, annual inspections help. It takes a look at your plumbing and electrical to see if there's any possible issues in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also say looking at a depreciation, sorry, <laughs> depreciation report and following all the recommendations uh, for upgrades or replacements that can really help. And probably the one thing that you know doing is getting your own personal insurance and making sure that you have the appropriate coverages. Yeah. Now that's something that I've heard about. Uh, not everyone does, right? Yeah. So be, be, because there's definitely not recommend that for sure. Okay. So so listener listeners should should uh, realize that there's two. We're talking about two separate policies here, right? Yes. You've got your strata policy that Which is covers the, the building. Okay. And you've got your own personal insurance that covers your own personal property, your liability, and any other assessments, betterments, and improvements to your condo unit. All right, so the Strata building covers basically the entire property, right? That's right. Okay, and um, your personal insurance, one of the things that we always talk about is, I, I guess, the minute somebody crosses the threshold into your suite, and if they get hurt or injured or whatever, um, you need to have insurance for that, right? Absolutely. Okay, and that's not covered by the Strata? The strata does not cover that, no. Okay. Uh, Each individual is responsible for their own units. Got it. If, uh, in the case of my client, you know, the one that had that leak in the sink? Right. So there's obviously insurance policies that will repair the damage. Um, now, I think it's important for people to know that her she needed to have insurance in order to, for instance, pay the deductible, right? Yeah, so what can happen in the event of a claim is if, if you're solely responsible for that deductible, you could be looking at a significant payment for that strata policy. So, you know, for example, let's say, you know, a strata deductible was $50,000 and you were solely responsible for paying that deductible, mm-hmm. you know, that's 50000 out of your own pocket that, you know, unless you had insurance, you'd be paying that out of your own way. Yeah. This is really important, too. When we're talking deductibles, I mean, that's not $50,000 worth of damage. I mean, it is often damage that's a lot more than that. But For sure. uh, but it's not unusual to see um, um, $25,000, $50,000. Uh, buildings even have higher deductibles, too, right? That's what we're starting to see as part of this change, too, is insurance companies charging higher deductibles. So, you know, Seeing a deductible of a hundred thousand, maybe even two hundred thousand. Wow! Pretty, pretty significant uh, in terms of of your own risk uh, of of paying on your own. Okay, so uh, why are we talking about things that are so huge now? Because you know, uh, uh, I'm sure over time. Like I remember selling condos in the '90s, and this wasn't even a factor. Like a a, a deductible might be five hundred bucks, or you know, five thousand bucks, or something. But we're talking a lot of money nowadays. Yeah, I just think the the losses are becoming higher and higher. And I also think that maybe we're looking at, you know, some of these premiums were, were too low. And I think that that might be a, a part of it. Um, mm-hmm. I just think, you know, the biggest thing in these condo buildings is, is the loss of more than one unit. So 
the the payouts are just becoming higher and higher yeah. and these insurance companies you know they they if they're charging not enough premium you know they're they're eating it on their end yeah got it well listen uh, we need to take a quick break here jp uh but before we do because i need to get you back i got a couple more questions for you okay. um what's the best way for people to get in touch with you uh, best number to reach us here at the Jubilee Branch is 250-519-4808. Mm-hmm. And we'd love to uh, hear from you. Yeah, and you guys are open Saturdays, right? Yes, we are. We're open from 8.30 to 3 on Saturdays. Yeah. And Monday to Friday, we're open 8.30 to 5. Fantastic. Well, uh, again, listeners, if you're in the Jubilee area, going for a Starbucks, pop in and say hi to JP. Right? We'll be back in just a moment. Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show comes to you every week from the, with the support of our show partners. Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Centers, Modern Mortgage Group. JP, uh, advisor from Westland Insurance, operating as Island Savings Insurance. The Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs. And Shoreline Inspections with Reese Jacob and Monica Gass. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction for any of the services that our Whole Home Show team can provide to you, please reach out to them. They would love to hear from you. We are talking all about condos today. We have Monica Gass, one of our show partners here in the studio. She is talking about home inspection items, of course, that are related to condos. But we have on the line right now, JP from Island Savings, Westland Insurance, operating as Island Savings. Uh, Again, we're continuing our conversation about raising rates, the raising rates in condo insurance and premiums. Uh, JP, again, thanks for coming. No problem. All right. So before the break, we were talking about how things are becoming more expensive. And uh, we're talking about the fact that uh, it's not just limited to your own living area, but your any sort of damage that might start in your suite can, of course, extend uh, through a number of units in the building, and that's where things start getting uh, expensive. Plus, things just are getting more expensive, right, JP? Yeah, the cost of everything in general is going up. I think if you look at you know everything in your life, groceries, gas, all those things seem to continue to go up. So I think, you know, it's just in line with with insurance, too, with their rates going up, too. All right. We also talked about globally, and I guess it's fair to say whenever we see terrible, terrible um, uh, weather conditions in other places around the globe, we can almost count on things like insurance rates going up, right? Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, with a condo, um, the the topic that comes up as one of the biggest dangers, of course, is water. Yes. So water damage now has become the number one uh, claim loss um, over the last several years. It just seems to be, you know, obviously more common, you know, with the weather that we're starting to see. So things like, um, you know, flooding from outside water coming in, um, sewer backup claims, pipes bursting. So those those things seem to be happening more often than your than your home fire. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we're starting to see, obviously, in these condo buildings where it's affecting, you know, more than one, one unit and making these claims so much higher for these insurance companies. Yeah. Uh, there have also been some terrible stories of 
damage that happens when renovations are going on in Estrada. Uh, there's a condo in Oak Bay, actually, where the building had a fire because the, uh, I guess the plumber um, uh, was using a torch for some piping. And of course, in a wooden building, it's highly combustible, right? Yeah. So we have that, that makes it real tough when, uh, you know, you've got uh, some renovations going on and you may not have, uh, you know, the knowledge of what's going on in there and that can can cause some significant damage and risk. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about mitigation and about making sure that Estrada stays on top of things. I do have to say, and, and Monica, I think you would agree as well too, that um, uh, it all too often we see buildings that haven't been, that have not been keeping up to date with their maintenance items and things they should be taking care of, right? Yeah, oftentimes, um, so we always ask for the depreciation report or the strata minutes prior to inspecting any condo because we like to look at it. Um, And a lot of times they're older than three years. So I think they're supposed to be done every three years. There is a way that the strata can, you know, vote to, you know, extend that time. But, you know, you really don't want to leave it for too long because those, they do become outdated and, you know, you have to... um, uh, just continuously keep up with your maintenance, especially things like your exterior and exterior envelope. Yeah. Um, a lot of p- times with new builds as well, people think, oh, it's new. Just, you know, defer it, defer it, defer it. But here you now have your new home warranty um, insurance that you might be missing out some items. Yeah. You know, a lot of stuff is only covered for 12 months, 15 months, two years, five years, 10 years. If you don't have you know, an inspection or, you know, documentation like a depreciation report, then you don't really have anything to stand on when things change. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up too, because I, I think I think it happens when people buy new, whether it's a house or a condo or a townhouse or whatever, they presume that that 2510 warranty means they don't need to do anything for 10 years. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and um, but you gotta, you know, JP is saying here, you, you gotta make sure that you get that roof inspected every once in a while, it, especially in a condo where your roof covers 60 other people. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and getting onto the roof, you know, we would try to tell the realtors, do as much as you can to get your inspector in everywhere they possibly can. Every nook and cranny. Yeah, because we, we will happily go there and check that. And if we've already read the depreciation report and we see, okay, this thing's three years old, they were planning on redoing the roof in five years, well, we definitely want to get up there and look at the roof and make sure that, okay, yeah, they need to replace it. Or, wow, they already replaced it. It's just not in the report. For sure. Hey, JP. Have there have there been examples that you know of where insurance claims have been denied in strata um, strata damages? Not in my experience, no. Okay, because that's you know that's a scare. But I guess that's what you're paying for. I mean, if you, my goodness, you've got a uh, hundred thousand dollar deductible. That is just it's mind blowing. Just thinking about. You know. Yeah, if you're especially if you're going to be the one eating that entire thing. Typically, the the deductible is spread out through mm-hmm. all the unit owners. But if you know you have a claim that's solely one unit owner's responsibility, you know you're you're footing the bill for that. Yeah, and and again, it's it reminds us about the importance of making sure that you as an individual have insurance coverage for stuff like that. I mean, these are circumstances that are completely out of your control, right? Totally, totally. And that, that's really what the insurance is meant to, to do, is protect you in, in the event of a what-if scenario. Uh-huh. Yeah, wow. It's just it's such a scary thing. 
you know, and, and um, Victoria is becoming a taller city, as we say all the time. You see the cranes all over the place. Uh, condo living is a necessity. Uh, we were talking to Toronto a couple of weeks ago and talking how uh, condos are popular because of the fact that it's the only way people can get into the market, right? It's more affordable. It's a way that people start their, um, uh, their lives, you know, building equity by buying a condo, moving upward and having a house in a few years' time. Um, but it, it is it is fraught with issues uh, surrounding uh, potential damage uh, issues, leakage, and uh, of course the need for insurance. Right, JP? Totally. I just don't think you ever want to be in a situation where you know you've you've could have taken a policy out to fully protect you and and not taken it out because you wanted to save a few bucks a month. Well, let's talk about the money thing. And again, I know it's tough because it always depends on the unit and it depends on the person and if you had history with claims or all that kind of stuff. But when somebody's talking about getting insurance for their con- just for their condo, I mean, what's the realm that we're talking about here nowadays? Typically what we're seeing, and I mean, it all depends on yeah. your, your claims history um, and, and your, your contents coverage that you need. Um, but we're we're saying I think as a as a ballpark figure getting into your first time condo insurance probably around four hundred dollars I would say is a safe guesstimate. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean you know looking at that cost and and you know we have the options to to spread that out monthly because you know yep. things that you know this insurance cost this insurance cost for this vehicle and people having budgets that it's definitely possible to spread it out over a twelve month period. Yeah. Okay, and the, but the main thing is it's not like three thousand dollars a year. Or, no, or definitely something. not. Definitely not looking at three thousand dollars a year unless you're you're looking at a at a, a high personal property limit where you've got you know lots of valuables that you need to have insured. Mm-hmm. Um, but typically not in that realm for a condo policy. Yeah. So uh, again, as a reminder to listeners, just because part of your strata fee goes towards insurance, that does not mean that you do not need to get insurance. That's the insurance for the strata, the strata policy, uh, that your monthly uh, assessment goes towards, but you still need to have coverage and your own policy. Absolutely. So your own personal property, you want to have insured. So your things like your furniture, your clothing, your electronics, jewelry, you know, maybe you have an expensive bike that you need to have insured. It also covers you for no loss of use. So let's say there is a fire in your, your unit or in your building that affects you. You can't live there mm-hmm. temporarily. That loss of use coverage could help you stay at a hotel you know, while the repairs are being made. Yeah, things to know. Okay, JP, thanks as always for coming on. And I, I guess the big message here is to our listeners, if you're in a condo, make sure you got your own covered, right? Absolutely. Okay. And people need to see you. Uh, where can they do that? They can see me at our Jubilee location, located at 1955 Fort Street. If they'd like to reach out and call me, uh, best number, 250-519-4808. And I'm here uh, Tuesday to Saturday. Fantastic. Well, that is JP from uh, Westland Insurance, operating as Island Insurance, one of our show sponsors. Uh, thanks, Dan, for coming on, JP. Such, uh, it's such a complicated uh, a topic, this whole insurance thing. It's definitely tough. Thanks for having me, Tony. You bet. And uh, we just need to take a quick break here. We'll be back in just a moment. This is The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. We've been having a conversation today about condominiums, specifically condominium insurance, and how rates, uh, I think, I guess skyrocketed is the best 
word to use. Rates are going up, and we needed to know why. So we had JP from Westland Insurance operating as Island Savings Insurance on the line talking all about things, including how global weather issues really affect our insurance policies. But since we're talking about condos, we also have with us another show sponsor, Monica Gas. Monica and her partner, Reese, run Shoreline Inspections. They are our home building inspectors. Uh, Monica, thanks again for coming. Thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, so interesting conversation about uh, insurance around condos. Eh? Yeah, definitely learning a lot there about the the rising rates. And, you know, definitely would be beneficial to get your condo inspected prior to moving in so you know sort of what you're getting into. Yeah. Um, most of what we do is just making sure that you have a third-party documentation of how the condo was on the day, you know, before you took possession. Because, you know, this is the, the big question that people have is, why do I need to get an inspection on my, you know, I'm buying a 600-square-foot condo. How much is there, you know, to look at? Yeah, how much can really go wrong in a 600-square-foot yeah, condo? And what do people need to know in that regard? Um, well, I think it's more just peace of mind. Um, we do... In addition to inspecting the, you know, 600 square foot condo, we'll inspect the entire enclosure of the building. So Reese is getting, you know, onto the roof if he can, into any, you know, the Which store. is the reason why we arrange that ahead of time. So yes. when, when, it, when one of our properties is getting inspected, um, we coordinate with the building inspector to make sure that they have access to the roof. Yeah, right? yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah. it's super crucial. And, you know, if you're getting the condo inspection anyway and we're there, we're willing to go up there. But if we can't get up there, yeah. you know, it, it, it's a bit of a bummer. But... Uh, we'll also go and inspect the common areas as well as, you know, the electrical room, any sort of uh, water heaters, uh, the parking, the storage, all that kind of stuff. And it'll be reported in the report. And because we review the depreciation report prior to going to our inspection, we're looking for things like, okay, they said they were going to, you know, update the windows, update the doors. Have they done that? No, they haven't. Okay, so that's probably coming up soon. Mm -hmm. So we can sort of tell people during um, our walkthrough, what to expect, potentially special levies that might come up. Um, and we're just really making sure that what we're getting in the depreciation report and the strata minutes is what we're seeing when we arrive on site. Because that's the concern. The concern is if, it's, if there's an issue noted in the depreciation report or if there's something that the strata has been talking a lot about over the course of the last five years, and then you guys go as inspectors and notice that nothing's been done, mm -hmm. you got to kind of wonder, like, what's going on with the strata, right? Yeah, yeah. And another thing, too, is that I'm always, you know, news, new business is obviously great to look at within the minutes, but I always look for what is unfinished. Unfinished what business. What keeps yeah. coming back? Like, why is this not getting dealt with? Who is Who is supposed to be on this? And a lot of the times, you know, it's just some random name that you don't know, but why are they not doing it? What's going on here? So you really want to make sure you talk to the strata, you know, before you're buying because there might be questions that, that you have that they don't really answer in their minutes because for them it's shorthand or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um you know, another reminder, too, is the is separate from, from us here, but it's uh, a reminder about the importance of having a professional property management company at Estrada because uh, we, do find, uh, we do find that Strata sometimes without direction mm -hmm. may continue to linger issues like that. But to have a professional property management company uh, run the Strata is, is really important. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Because, you know, uh, there was one recently that I... Um, inspected and it was out in Langford but there was um, something that kept coming up and it was like water leak 
unable to, you know, find source. And it was yeah. going into um, the businesses that were below the condo and nobody could figure it out. And of course, it's the unit that I'm inspecting and it's come is right above there. So I'm thinking, oh, goodness, what am I looking for? But it only happens intermittently. And why is it not? Get, it was there for five months and I have no idea. The next one, it still hadn't been resolved. So oh. it was a huge question mark in my mind. What is going on here and why isn't someone figuring this out in a timely manner? Yeah. Um, yeah, finding the trace of water is just, it's tricky. That's tough. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but intermittently too. And in the same depreciation report too, um, I was noticing that they had their, you know, uh, new home warranty um, done and inspected and there were items that were found, but nobody did anything about it. Oh. So they missed their deadline. Yeah. So now that they you know, found these things and they were trying to go to the builder. Well, they didn't give the builder written notice in time, all these things. And uh, they basically just end up not getting coverage. They so now, time. yeah, now they have to figure out how to, you know, do a special levy. And so you, so there is, it's a reminder that there's a process. There People, is a process. They need there's to follow always a process. a process. Know your deadlines for your warranties for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And and this brings us back to a story that, that you and I have talked about on the show before, and that is, uh, people go, I'm looking at a new house or I'm looking at a new condo or townhouse or whatever. Why should I bother getting it inspected? But uh, it is still important. Yeah. It's really important to, you know, do your own due diligence. The builder is going to do theirs. The realtor is going to do theirs. But if you are not, you know, in the driver's seat of what this house needs to be completed yeah. and also have your third-party documentation done, then... You know, it, you're just kind of leaving a lot of room for things to go wrong. Yeah, I mean, you brought up the point uh, bef many months ago about identifying an issue in a crawl space that just was missed during the construction process. It just was missed. People were working inside the crawl space at the time. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of the times when I find crawl space issues, it's because it's a sealed crawl space that is meant to be heated and nobody wants to pay to heat it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, you need you need that heat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's a whole other conversation that we ought to have one of these days. Absolutely. Because, you know, people don't understand the different, you know, sometimes they'll look at a crawl space and go, why are there heaters here? And then you notice and you, you see whether or not there's a vapor seal yeah. underneath and how, yeah, so there's different methods and, of yeah, crawl space. Yeah, different crawl spaces. To, um, you know, sometimes you can see straight outside and other times you can't. It's like, you know, completely yeah. insulated. What's the difference? Which one is better? Yeah. Why is there water in this one? And it's fine. But, you know, yeah. in this one it's not fine there's like you know definitely a lot of difference we'll have that conversation yeah, for sure for sure but, but getting back to condos so um uh water seepage um the, finding the source of water because you know who knows i mean even if that water leak was coming from the unit you inspected down to the mm -hmm. commercial down below mm -hmm. it could originate you know two floors up on a unit across the hall, right? Yeah, absolutely. So there's definitely two different kinds of like water intrusion issues. One is like, okay, the hot water heater rusted and it spilt and we got to it and mm -hmm. we cleaned it up and it's dry and it's fine. Mm -hmm. The other one is that little drip that happens for months and months or weeks or weeks or whatever it is. And it completely just rots and destroys because we're never drying it. Yeah. That's the issue. If you can get to the water and dry it, and you know, remediate everything instantly, you're probably not gonna have much of an issue. Yeah. But if you keep something getting wet for months, it's gonna mold, it's gonna deteriorate, and then it just keeps getting worse and worse. 
Yeah, and that kind of harkens back to the stories of the whole leaky condo syndrome mm-hmm. that Victoria went through back in the uh, late 90s. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's where, you know, um, uh, we were... We were seeing buildings that had exteriors that were not suitable to our uh, weather patterns here, and they were trapping a lot of moisture inside. And the buildings looked fine from the outside, mm-hmm. but when they uh, pulled open walls, then they found that, you know, that drip. That exact thing. Yeah, it's yeah. the it's constant wet. That's really where the mold grows. Yeah. That's really where deterioration happens. You know, a big spill, it sucks, but if you can clean it up and you know what the source was... Yeah. That's actually better. Oh, and something else that JP had mentioned uh, earlier too about uh, you know buildings taking you know doing their um, doing their maintenance in buildings is this hot, whole hot water tank thing because we do see proactive stratas every once in a while that have a rule in place where everyone needs to replace their hot water tanks at the same time. Okay. Right. So I mean it, that would be fantastic. Because yeah, because you you go to buildings. Okay, so uh, so. Quite often nowadays in the bigger buildings there are there's a central hot water heat heating yeah. so that there is no tank in the unit. But uh, in a lot of the sort of um, four story buildings that we saw in the nineties, really common for everyone to have their own hot water tank. But the problem is people typically only replace them when there were a problem. Yeah. Exactly, and they become rusted and leak. And you really should be cha- looking at changing them at eight years, definitely changing them by ten years. That's for the tank style. I mean, I imagine in the future everything's going to be tankless, and this won't be such an issue. Yeah. But until then, <laughs> well, because you got to consider, you know, by having a hot water tank in your unit, you are holding forty gallons, or thirty-eight point five, or whatever it is. It's about forty. Yeah. Forty yeah. gallons of water in a closet. Yep. That could at any time leak. Right? Yep. Exactly. You know, and if you're not monitoring it or anything there's lots of that's definitely one of the major issues that i find in condos is appliances mostly hot water heaters that need to be changed Mm -hmm. and it's funny because like to me it almost obviously looks rusting but if you're not looking for it you know hot water's still hot no no problem no nobody looks at their hot water tank no problem yeah yeah that that and dishwashers and then electrical is basically what we mostly find inside and then finishing and things like that. well by the way uh one story that i've heard about i I won't identify the building but there is (laughs) a there's a condo in the inner harbor where apparently a penthouse unit had one of those built-in espresso machine makers you know those ones that are built into the cabinet (laughs) like they're super fancy and very very expensive right and that was an absentee owner who was away for months at a time. Mm-hmm. And same thing, that was one of those slow drips in behind in the cabinet that nobody ever saw and apparently made a huge, huge uh, uh, damage to the unit. Yeah, I mean, that's something to maybe talk to JP again, too, is like if you're if you're leaving your place vacant, mm-hmm. is your insurance valid then? Yeah. You know, there's wow. probably an additional insurance you need to and get. And he's brought that up many times, how uh, if you are thinking about going away for a time, you got to consult with your insurance just to make sure yeah. about coverage, right? Yeah, yeah, because that's that's when you would need it is when you're not there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Goodness, well, you know, um, you had mentioned a couple months back when we were busy, I think it was November, yeah. you guys, just you were doing a ton of condo uh, inspections. In fact, you had a whole week where everything you did was condos, right? Yes, everything we did was condos, and we were finding, you know, I think the probably the biggest thing we found there in uh, Oak Bay was uh, aluminum wiring. Of course, because the age. Yes. Yeah. Yes, because of the age house. Again, totally fixable. Yep. Something that you just need to know is there. You go, you do your copper pigtails, and it's good to go. But if you don't know it's there, yeah. You know, 
yeah, it's so potentially a problem. An aluminum wiring. Uh, we haven't really talked about this. We should one of these days when Reese gets here because, of course, he's the electrician, right? Yeah, yeah. He'll um, talk to you all about electrical. <laughs> and just talking about uh, the materials that were used in those days. It was like the 60s or 70s kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's the expert. I'll let him speak to okay. that. <laughs> well, listen, if, um, if people need to reach uh, Shoreline Inspections, Monica, how's the best way to reach you? Uh, my phone number is 250-508-4555, or you can go online at shorelineinspections.ca, and you can book online or find yeah, more information about us. And we've told listeners before, the thing that makes you guys really unique is it's a two-person inspection. So the two of you guys are on site, and you're covering a lot of ground. Yes, we do. We get very thorough. I've been very happy with the feedback I've been getting lately about our reports because we work very hard to give people as much information without overpowering it as well as to make it look really you know, concise and easy to find the information. You guys do a great job. Well, thanks for coming. Uh, We'll have you back as always. And to the rest of our listeners, we'll be here for you this time next week.